Good morning, church. How are we all doing? I said, how are we all doing? Man, it is, isn't it good to be in the house of God? Man, that worship this morning. Ooh, man, it's getting in the feels. Tears are coming. Tears are coming. But honestly, it's so good to be in the house this morning. I honestly feel like home when I come to this place, seeing all you guys smile. And, and I know I'm from a different campus, but I really feel at home when you, whenever you guys come in. And I just feel I'm so welcome here in this place. And it's great to see so many young people here. I'm up the front, ripping the limitless tops, yeah, the limitless hoodies, let's go, let's go, now, let me just get my notes, alright, but it, it is honestly such a great honour to be here this morning, um, on a usual Sunday morning I'm usually hiding away in kids church or with its immediate, so it's, such, it's so refreshing just being here, um, hearing you guys worship and sing what God is doing this play, in this place. I want to thank Pastor Paul and Sally Ann for having me. Such an honor and such a privilege. And you guys do an amazing job. Thank you guys for having me too. I know you guys don't have a choice. But um, you guys came to church, so that counts. That counts, but uh, it's so good to be here. And it's, it's amazing seeing the progression of what God is really doing in this place. I've been coming up here, like Pastor Paul said, for about three, four years now, since 2015. Um, I remember when Pastor Paul first came up. And it's been amazing seeing what God's really doing in the young people and also in this church, man. Like, you guys should be encouraged um, that God is really on the move and doing a special work here um, in Kaitai. And in the Limitless Youth, Lincoln and Emma, they are doing an amazing job. They have Limitless Youth on their vans. Like, that is commitment. I didn't even have it on my vehicle. But they have it on their vans ripping Limitless Youth, so that is amazing. I love it. I love it. But those who uh, don't know me here, my name is Ivan. Um, I'm a youth worker down at our West Auckland campus. I help with the youth and intermediate ministries um, down at uh, West Auckland. And I also am a youth worker in one of the local high schools um, called Carson Boys. And there I do mentoring and coaching. I love my work. Sometimes, only when the youth behave, you know, it depends on the day. But I, I love it. That, um, I love doing youth work and um, it's great to... Yeah, it's a great privilege. But that's enough about me. I'm excited to get in the Word of God this morning. Who's excited? Alright, let's go. How about we pray? Father, we thank you that your presence is in this place. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. And you want to say a word to each individual in this place. I pray that they would hear the voice inside the voice. That it wouldn't be me speaking, but you speaking to them, Father God. That Holy Spirit, you just really minister to our hearts this morning. Come in this place. God, I can't change nobody, but you can. Lord, and I pray that you come, you speak, you have your way. And all glory and praise be to your name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Alright. So, um, the subject I'm going to be speaking on this morning is everyone's favorite subject. We love it. We love it. Who can guess it? Prayer and fasting. Woo! Can somebody get excited? I was smelling the popcorn when I was walking to the top. I was like, oh man, God is good. God is good. Now, but I, this morning I really want to focus on the prayer part of prayer and fasting because when you fast, it's really a time you want to be increasing um, your prayer. But who's been enjoying uh, this 21 days of prayer and fasting? It's been good, man. God's. Um, you're look, you guys are looking really skinny, by the way. You know? Not, not out west, man. I don't know what fasting they're doing out there, but you guys are looking, looking good. But only a little more days to go. That's the good news. A little more days. But man, let's really press through. 
but let's really pray hard for us during this uh, Livermore days. Uh, but man, you can see God's really working um, in, um, in this fast. I know He's drawing me, I don't know about you, but He's drawing me so much closer to Him. You know, you can see He's releasing breakthrough blessings and rewards in our life, not only in our church, but also in our lives individually. Man, our prayer meetings, whew, the presence of God has just been going to a whole nother level. But I don't, I don't know about you, but why is it when you fast, all of a sudden, food comes out of nowhere? Am I right? And not just food, free food. You know that guy that never shouts you, never in a, never in a day shouts you. He always does the, I don't know, lost wallet dance. I have a few friends that do the lost wallet dance. They're sitting here in the audience, I won't name them. But all of a sudden, they want to shout you food. Right, when you're fasting, and then all of a sudden, work wants to go on some spontaneous team lunch, do some team bonding at some fancy cafe or restaurant. Uh, like, what is with that? Or your friend will always come with your favorite food when you're fasting. Anyone with me? I remember one time I was I was um, fasting, and I went to this cafe, and I, it was a new cafe, and um, I was when I just got a coffee, reading my Bible, seeking the Lord, you know, seeking the Lord. And so I went to this cafe, and then it happens. Um, that one of my friends I hadn't seen in ages, literally four years, works at this cafe, and I sit down and have my coffee, and then he shows up right in front of my face with a bacon and egg bat. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and I'm from, I even remember the smell. It had some like hollandaise sauce on the top. Oh, God is good. Hey, let's not listen. It's bad to talk about that when we're fasting. But I remember, and he, but so what I did when he bring uh, bring it to me, I took it. I picked it up and I put it in the takeaway box. I didn't need it, alright? I didn't need it. But you know why I believe this happens? Um, food comes up out of nowhere when we're fasting. It's because I believe the devil knows that fasting works. The devil is trying to do everything he can to try to stop us from fasting. And that's the bottom line. Prayer and fasting works. It works. You know, that's why me and fasting, we have like this love-hate relationship, you know? Like I love it, but I hate it. Because for me, man, food is the key to my heart. I'm sure some young people can vouch here. Food is the key to my heart. You take me out to a cafe, you shout me some food, you give me some coffee, you won me over. I'm your best friend. But more than I love food, I want God to move in my life. Amen? Pastor Tark shared a quote last week, and it goes like this. Fasting is the most potent power in the universe, available for every Christian. Fasting works and it's powerful. Thank you. But rewards are coming your way. Let me tell you that this morning. Rewards are coming your way. Blessing, breakthrough, and rewards are coming your way. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, rewards are coming your way. Come on, you can do better than that. Say, rewards are coming your way. Rewards are coming your way. I received that this morning, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I made those slides, by the way. I love when I have slides, because I don't usually do slides, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, before I get into the main part of my message this morning, I want to ask you guys a question uh, related to fasting. But what is your why? Why are you fasting? What is your why? And it's important to know your why, because when you know why you do, what you do. You do what you do so much better. Does that make sense? When you know why you do what you do, you do what you do so much better. It's the why that you're doing something. 
It's the why that motivates and drives you. You know, why do you go to the gym? To keep fit and healthy. And some of us look good, you know. I vouch for that. But what, that's why you go. You know, and when you have a clear why for your fasting, man, you're going to push so much harder. You're going to pray so much more. And you're going to see God like never before. You know, so why are you fasting? Do you need a breakthrough in your life? Do you need God to move in a certain situation? Do you want more of God? Is there unsafe family or friends that you have here in Kaitoa or, or in New Zealand? And if, if, if that isn't your why, do you want to see God move in this nation? You know? So what's um, your why? If you're fasting to lose weight, um, you might want to rethink what your why is. If, if you're fasting just out of obligation or because everyone else is or um, because you feel pressured to, you might want to rethink what your why is. I remember one time when I was younger, I fasted to win a football tournament. Don't know what I was thinking. Did we win? No, we did not win. I'm pretty sure we came like last or something. But what's your why? And it's, if you don't know your why, I want you to take a moment right now and just write it down. Write it down. Write down your why. Because when you know why you do what you do, you do so, what you do so much better. Touch your name and say, what's your why? to hear the voice inside the voice uh, this morning, but it said, oh, I felt like this when in my prayer time, I said, God wants you to take one step forward in your prayer life, and that one step will take you leaps and bounds forward in the plan of purpose, purpose he has for you. So I feel like God wants each person in this place to take one step forward in their prayer life. It's going to take you leaps and bounds forward in the plan of purpose. One step in prayer, leaps and bounds forward in the plan of purpose God has for you. Alright, so this morning I want to focus on the prayer part of prayer and fasting because, you know, we actually have to pray when we fast. Sometimes I fast and I forget to pray, um, usually because I'm just trying to survive. But it's important to take your prayer to a whole nother level when you're fasting. It says in 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, if you could pull that up, I want to read that. But it's prayer paired with fasting, that's where the power is. And I want us to read this out together. Um, so if we could start um, from if my people, right? Ready? Right. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins and heal their land. You see, it says humble themselves and what? Humble themselves and pray. Exactly. And humbling, fasting is humbling yourself before God. You see, in the Old Testament, when you look at fasting, fasting was an act of humility before God. People would fast to humble themselves uh, before God. And it's fasting is when we need to take it to a whole other level. And man, there's a humble and hungry God. Oh, just sorry. There's a humble and hungry God. There's a humble and hungry heart. Get the attention of God. It's prayer and fasting. And we all know prayer releases God's power, right? But prayer paired with fasting, man, that's like a whole nother level of power. And I like to think of it as like our Christian superpower. You know, like prayer and fasting, that's where the power of God is. 
And there's a story that I read in the Bible not too long ago that really stood out to me in the whole area of prayer. And I want to read it to you. It was when I was reading soul food. Who's enjoying soul food? Anyone? It's never too late to start. I like to say, better late than never. So if you haven't started, man, honestly, it's so good to get into soul food. But it's, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Exodus 17, verse 8 to 13. I'm going to read it. Exodus 17, verse 8 to 13. And it says this. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the hill with a staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites, and as Moses had ordered, as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, like this, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with a sword. So to summarize the story, um, if Moses had his hands up like this, the Israelites win. If, his, if Moses had his hands down like this, they were losing. So Aaron and Hur, with the help of Aaron and Hur, Moses holds up his hands until sunset, and the Israelites win the battle. Man, his shoulders must have been pretty sore after that. And this, to me, draws a picture of our prayer life. It draws a picture to me of our prayer life. My question to you this morning is what is the posture of your prayer life? What is the posture of your prayer life? Because when it's like this, you win. But when it's like this, it's going to be pretty hard. And there's a big difference between the two. Let me explain. When your prayer life is like this, this is the posture of a proactive prayer life. Meaning, we're on the offense. We're taking ground. We're doing, we don't wait for things to happen to us before we start praying. We pray well in advance. We pray blessing, favor, prosperity, protection, the plan and purpose of God over our lives. We don't wait for the devil to attack us. We're telling the devil to get out of here way before he even comes near us. We're standing at the you know, door of our house, screaming at the streets of the devil, saying, get out of here. You know, that's the posture of a proactive prayer life. Whereas, when your prayer life is like this, this is the posture of a reactive prayer life. A reactive prayer life. Meaning you're on the defense. A reactive prayer life only starts praying when things start going to custom. When things are looking pretty bad. And how many of us are guilty of only praying when things start going bad? When bad things start to happen? When we probably could have avoided it a lot earlier if we start praying a lot earlier. And it kind of reminds me of boxing. Again, I'm not a boxer. I won't traumatize you with my skills like I did last time. But you see, with boxing, when your hands are down here, you're exposing yourself to a lot of harm. You're going to get hit, you know? The devil's going to try to take you out. He's going to try to throw a few punches. And the Bible says, do not even give the devil a foothold. And in, in boxing terms, that's like letting the devil or letting your opponent get one step forward on you so he can lay a few, you know, left-right hooks into you. You know, 
You're only reacting to the punches being thrown at you. You know, that's reactive prayer. But when your hands are up here, proactive prayer, you're not only protected, but you're ready to take ground. You're ready to be offensive. You're ready to throw a few punches. And you're, you're, you're taking ground. That's the posture of a proactive prayer life. You can get the upper hand against the devil in, in, in life. And church, this needs to be the posture of our prayer. Am I right? This needs to be the posture of our prayer. Proactive prayer life. Where we're on the offense. We're taking ground for the kingdom of God. It's well prepared. It's a prayer life that is well nourished. Prayer life that is active and we invest time into it. It looks like this, you know. God, bless my family. God, I declare your protection over my life. God, I receive the abundant life you've given me. And you know what a reactive prayer life looks like? It looks like this. Snap. Man, finances aren't looking too good. God, bless my finances. Reactive prayer. Or, or you know, oh man, my, my health, it's, it's gone to cake. Metaphorically, not literally. But it's gone to cake. God, bless my health. Reactive prayer. Oh man, I'm struggling in life a little bit here. Struggling in life. God, help me. Help me. That's reactive prayer. You know, back in 2015, when I used to be an intern, I know Pastor Paul used to remember. Um, he always used to tell me off for not doing the dishes. Um, and, he, and also, when we're interns, um, when we're fasting, we would always bring in food. Unintentionally, of course. But it was Thursdays, we would always forget that we're fasting on Thursdays. We would always bring up pizza. and like, Honestly, when you bring some food up in the office, it like, stinks out the whole office. So you can, on the other side, smell all this food during fasting. And back when I, in 2015, when I was an intern, me and a group of about 8 to 10 of us, um, we dedicated every Wednesday night after youth, um, so youth to about 9 p.m. And from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m., we dedicated two hours in the prayer room. We had a church prayer room back then. We dedicated two hours, a, a group of about 8 to 10 of us dedicated two hours uh, to praying in the prayer room. And, Pretty much we just pray that God will breathe over limitless youth. And he sure did. Man, in that year, God did some amazing things. Brought so many new people um, to our church. So many salvations um, in our youth. And youth at the start of the year um, was about, I'd say, 110, 120 young people on a Wednesday night. And it grew to almost 200 young people. But every Wednesday we saw between 180 and 200 young people coming to limitless youth. And I believe... That was because 8 to 10 young people decided to have this posture of prayer. This posture of prayer. And church, that needs to be our posture of prayer every day. Not just when we're fasting, but every day. And God wants us to pray for more than just a car park, which is probably a bit less of a problem here in Kaitai. But in Auckland, it's a problem. He wants us to pray for more than just a car park. You know, hear my heart here. And we all know prayer works, right? Right? Prayer works. And I, I can think back just the times in my life where, you know, and I'm sure we all can. We can think back to times in our life where we were praying more. And did we see more of God's power? I sure did. You know, more prayer equals more power. And if this is our posture of prayer, could, it, could anyone just raise their hands like this? Let's go. Cool. If our posture of prayer is like this, then we're going to be winning. Winning in life. I believe. But if our posture of prayer is like this, it's going to be pretty hard. And it can get pretty hard. 
Right? Can everyone please raise their hands again? I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, This needs to be a partial prayer. Say it loud. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Alright, with this in mind, with this in mind, you know, what's the posture of your prayer? A proactive prayer life like this? Or, or a reactive prayer life like this when we're on the defense? And with this in mind, this is the time we want to be increasing our prayer. If there was any time in our nation that we need to be increasing prayer, it's now. With the current events and the sad things that's ha happening, if it's any time, it's showing this prayer and fasting. We want to take our prayer and seeking God to a whole another level. So this morning, I want to share three things um, that will hopefully help you and challenge you um, to increase your prayer during this fast. I want to get very practical. Is that okay? Um, sounds good. All right. So I want to get very practical and I have three points I want, want to share. So number one, stretch out your prayer life. Say stretch out. And fasting, I believe this is a, a time where, obviously, we increase prayer. But I believe it's the time we really want to be taking, that time we used to eat and rather pray. And for some of us, that's a lot of time. You know, breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, pre-dinner snacks, dinner, dessert, midnight snacks. That's a lot of time. Revival would probably break out if we decided to pray all the time we're eating. But we need to stretch out our prayer life during this fast. That time you usually use to pray. Oh, sorry, pray. Eat, we can use to pray. So what can you do? Maybe during your lunch break. Obviously, if you're fasting, you can't eat. Why don't you go for a prayer walk? Why don't you find a place in your work or room where you can pray for a little bit? When you wake up, what's the first thing a lot of us do? Take a nice little visit to the refrigerator. When you're fasting, Many times I've been tricked, I wake up, oh man, breakfast time, yo, let's go. And then, oh, done. Fasting. But why don't you instead pray? And it's great. Um, at West Campus, we've been doing a lot of extra um, prayer meetings. Have you guys been doing it here? Oh, well, I, I saw a lot of prayer meetings out there. I thought you guys were doing extra. You guys are already doing a lot anyway. But that's the one of the points I want you guys to capture this morning, is stretch out your prayer life. What is one small step you can take during this fast to stretch out your prayer life? Is it praying an extra five minutes during your devotions? Is it making, going to a, a prayer meeting? Is it making an appointment with God during the day to pray? Is it praying when you drive? What is it? What's that one small step you can take? Personally, I've been fasting social media as well. And man, the amount of spare time I have now. I'm like sitting in my room and I don't know what to do. Probably should pray. It's a good idea. Man, I'm telling you, but if, if us young people, I'm telling you, if we spend the same amount of time scrolling on social media, praying, man, we'd see God moving our young people. I'm telling you, the amount of time we spend on social media is crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the boat too. Man, and to be honest, most of the time, let's be honest, we're watching random videos or stalking our precious page. Am I right? Most of them are like, me, not me. But man, maybe that's a good fast for some, some of us here is fasting social media and using that time instead uh, to pray. And also to stretch out your prayer life. Have some prayer warrior friends. 
You know, Moses had Aaron and her. They literally helped him keep this posture of prayer. Why don't you find some friends that are going to keep you accountable, help you pray, um, spend that extra prayer meeting with you, whatever it is, that are going to help you keep this posture of prayer. So today, take one step that's going to stretch you out in your prayer life and write it down. Point number one, stretch out your prayer life. Point number two, have a prayer strategy. Say strategy. Strategy. Alright. Let's just look there. Have a prayer strategy. In this fast, if we want to stretch out our prayer life, we have to be intentional. Intentional in taking practical steps and making that happen. So have a prayer strategy. It's not going to happen by chance. You know, it doesn't work like McDonald's, it's just, it's there. You know, growing a prayer life, different story. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy, it takes intentionality, it takes prayer strategy. Right? If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark 1 verse 35. And this is how intentional I want us to get. Like two things from this passage and then I want to add another. It says, Very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. First of all, what gets me in this verse is, man, if Jesus, the perfect Son of God, needed to have a prayer life, how much more do me, imperfect human beings, need to pray? Like, that's what gets me first. And this is how intentional I want you to get. This is your prayer strategy. Say prayer strategy. It's your prayer strategy. Certain time, certain place, certain plan. Sounds simple. But man, I'm telling you, when you're intentional and you have a prayer strategy around your prayer life, not just leaving your spiritual growth up to chance, man, it produces results. We do this in work, we do this in life, we do this with our fitness goals, we have strategies, you know, that we're going to do this to get our dream body and all that kind of stuff. Why can't we do the same with our spiritual growth? You know, we can't just leave it up to chance. So a certain time, what did Jesus do? He got up when? Very early. Jesus got up early in the morning and he set aside time that he specifically was going to seek God and pray. So we need to set a time, set aside time. You know, make an appointment with God and stick to it. You know, I mean, during the morning, maybe at night, during the day, whatever works for you, each to their own. But set aside a time, a certain time, and stick to it. For me personally, you know, I do it in the mornings. I feel fresh. I'm alive. Whereas if I pray at night, you know, I start having visions and dreams. And not the godly ones, you know. So find what works for you. Find what works to you and stick to it. A certain place. Where did Jesus go? He went to a solitary place. A quiet place. Go to a certain place that is quiet. You're not going to get distracted. If you're in a group, go to a place where you can focus. At a time where you can see God, it could be a room, somewhere in nature, some of your guys' beautiful beaches that I love going to. Could be there, or could, go, could, could be a walk. Find a certain place, have a certain place. And lastly, I added this one, it's my favorite. Certain plan. And be intentional. Have a prayer plan, maybe like a prayer list or something that, um, of things you want to cover in prayer. Of course, if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to go a different direction, by all means do it, but it's good to have somewhat an idea of what we want to pray for. Um, if you're like me, you know, sometimes you can easily get distracted, especially, especially when you're fasting, man, your brain starts playing mind games on you when you're uh, praying sometimes, you just, oh, what's for lunch? Oh, I'm fasting, oh. All that kind of stuff, you know? It's, it's good to have a prayer strategy 
a certain plan that's going to help you um, stay on track. And also, it's good to be specific with God. You know, James 4 verse 2 says, you have not because you ask not. You know, and sometimes it's good to specifically ask God what you're wanting from Him. Because He's a good Father and He'll give you what you want. Amen? Have a certain plan. Pray for your wife. Pray for the things you're going out uh, for on, on fasting. Uh, pray for this awesome list that uh, past one of our pastors um, made up. You know, of things that we can pray for each day. Maybe that's a good idea. But just have some sort of idea of we, um, where you want to go in and pray. So have a prayer strategy. Certain place, certain time, and certain plan. And this is going to help you stretch out your prayer life. Certain time, certain place, certain plan. Kind of like a day, you know? But a day with Jesus. Word of advice for the young people, I thought. Yeah, word of advice. It's a good strategy. Certain time, obviously, before 7 p.m. Certain place, public place, guys. Right? Public place, and certain plan. Guys, Word of advice for the guys, always have a plan. You never ask the girls what they want to do. You should know what they want to do, right? By reading their mind. And have a plan B and C, just in case the plan doesn't work, right? So point number two, have a prayer strategy, right? And lastly, point number three. Point number three, last point. It's my favorite point. When it gets hard, pray harder. Turn to the person next to you say, when it gets hard, pray harder. Because I don't know about you, but fasting can get pretty hard. You get hungry, you know, your stomach starts screaming things at you like McDonald's or KFC and all that kind of stuff. Or the day you seem to slow down and you start to get hangry or you just, that's for the young people. Or you start to get angry or annoyed at people that usually you don't get. You know, fasting can get hard. And when any of those things happen, pray harder. When things get hard, pray harder. And I really want you guys to get that in your in your head. This is like our defense mechanism, you know? It's like a like an automatic safety response. When things get hard, what do I do? I pray harder. And that needs to be our response. We take a moment and we pray. When things get hard, pray harder. Pray harder. So, just uh, as, I, as I wrap up this morning, um, what, what is God saying to you? Or what is God saying to you this morning? Can I please get the band up of that all good? What is God saying to you, to you this morning? You know, what's the voice inside the voice? What's one small step you can take to increase, to stretch out your prayer life? And because this is the time, church. This is the time. It could be five minutes, you know, but God honors that five minutes that you take to seek His face and to pray. I just want to recap the main points. What is the posture of your prayer life? Proactive prayer life, reactive prayer life. And three things that I believe will help you increase your prayer during this fast. One, stretch out your prayer life. Two, have a prayer strategy. And three, when it gets hard, what do we do? What do we do? Awesome. I want to quickly go back into that song, uh, Waymaker. 
And I love what Emma, Emma shared before. She said, this is a prophetic word that's been declared over our life. Oh, could everyone please stand up as we get back into a time of worship? But I was there when our prophets, uh, David and Greta Peter, prophesied this over um, our church. She said, the way made here, that's our theme song for 2019. That God is going to make a way. And they prophesied this. They said, 2019 is going to be a year of birthing and breakthrough. A year of birthing and breakthrough. And I believe that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to break those things that have been either holding us back and man, take us so much more forward in Him. So much more forward as He breaks through. Come on, come on let's sing this song. Why make it? Close your eyes, lift up your hands to this place. And let's really press into the God as we finish the service. Exploits. 
And, and it's a phrase that always sticks to my heart. And hear me in it, hear me in it. A couple of phrases I got for you guys. It's intimacy will be the strength of your ministry. And ministry is anything. Ministry is your outreach and what you're doing for God. But your relationship with God will be the strength of what you do out there. I felt that and I felt, because I believe God wants to do some amazing things. And I believe revival here at Kaitaia. And he said to me, seek the one, don't seek revival, seek the one who brings revival. Don't seek revival, seek the one who brings revival. Because when we seek God with all our hearts, I'm telling you, He will breathe upon this church and this community and this nation. We seek God. So Daniel 11 verse 32, and I kind of get this picture in your mind's head. Just quickly, just get this picture in your mind's head. You know, imagine like a skyscraper, like a sky tower, you're looking at in the distance. The closer you get to it, the bigger it becomes. It's kind of like God, the closer you get to God, the more you know how big He is and His power in your life. So get that picture in here. The closer you get to God, the more power you're going to see in His life. So let's stretch out our hands and I'm going to pray for our loveless family here. It's God. Raise up my young Father, if there was any time, I think, oh, I just thought I just thank you for these young people, Lord. I thank you that, Lord, you've called me for such a time as this. You're, you're raising up a generation here in Limitless Yukai Tire of young people who are hungry after you, young people who are willing to seek your face and do some stuff for you, Jesus. And right now I pray, Lord God, you're anointing over these young people, Lord. I pray you touch their lives in such a way that they'll never be the same again. And Lord, Set them apart, Father, but you'll set them apart for special purposes, Lord. And I pray you go out, go into their school, their communities, their friends, their family, and God be a light, shine a light here and kind higher, Father. God. So I want to declare that on the prophesies, burn that this morning, Father, over our limitless family here. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let's give it, give it up for these young people.